Today I'm up on the top of the hills over Etching Hill and up to my side here is the big BT telecommunications tower which as far as I know takes signals and boosts them on and I should think it's cellular uh, as well helping us to get a good signal on our mobile phones and tablets and so on. Psalm 5 that we're having a look at today is another one of these psalms where David starts off in by the sounds of it not a great place does he but as so often in the psalms he brings it to God he brings it round to God he recognizes where he is the situation around him but then he focuses on God God is perfect in every way God is love in every way God is pure in every way verses 4 to 6 are fairly hard hitting as to what God does not tolerate God cannot abide wrong, or sin, or transgressions, or bad. God cannot abide lies, wickedness. He can't abide evil. And yet in verse 7, David says, and this is from the message version that Sue read a few moments ago. I asked her to read that version specifically because it just spoke to me as I was sort of going between New Living Translation and, and the message. And the message version in verse 7 says, And here I am, your invited guest. It's incredible. The NLT version, the New Living Translation version says, Because of your unfailing love, I can enter into your house. So there's this image here, isn't there, of what God won't tolerate and then of David coming into God's house. And it almost seems to contradict itself. God, who is unchangeable, perfect and pure in every way. God, whom sin cannot be close to, as it would burn up or disintegrate or vaporise in the presence of God's furnace of pure holiness. And yet David, a sinner, someone who has done some pretty wrong things and will do more wrong in the future, is able to describe himself about going into the presence of God's holiness. And on first reading you think, okay, well, maybe there's something extra special about David, that somehow he has got this golden ticket that allows him to go into God's presence even though all these other people as described in verses 4 to 6 can't and can't get anywhere close to God. We're in David's position. We are sinners as well. We have done wrong things. We have and we will do wrong things. So there's this contradiction, it seems. 
is God saying, well, I don't normally allow sinners to come close, but in your case, I'll bend the rules. I'll look the other way. I'll ignore the sin. But if that was the case, that would undermine the whole of God's character, the whole of God's existence, as an all-powerful, unchangeable, perfect God. What is this bridge, what is this connection that allows David to go from where he is to God? And we find it in verse 7, where it says, because of your unfailing love. God is love. God created each one of us. God created each one of us in his own image. God wants to love us and does love us and God wants to have a relationship with each one of us. My favorite verse in this psalm is verse 11. The message version says, but you'll welcome us with open arms when we run for cover to you. What an assurance that is. The reason I am up here on top of this hill is as I was preparing my notes for this, I was thinking, well, where can I go? And then there it is. I, I look out at it from the kitchen each morning when I'm making the coffee. This huge BT tower. Have you ever tried to make a call and heard one of these? Or maybe you've been trying to ring the pharmacy or the doctor or the bank and you've heard this. Or maybe this. Please stay on the line and your call will be answered by the next available representative. Please leave a message after the tone and a representative will contact you as soon as possible. Infuriating, isn't it? Imagine if that happened when we come before God, when we want to talk to God, when we need to talk to God, when we need to be in his presence. Imagine if we heard the, your call is important to me, but I'm on a line with someone else, so you're going to have to wait. Or please leave a message. Or even worse, the busy tone. The New Living Translation version of verse 7 says, Because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. When we come before God in humility and the right spirit, as we saw in Psalm 4. When we come before God spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, in other words, with our whole being. He's never too busy to listen to us. He's never too busy to give us his complete attention. He never puts us in a queue. He will never ask us to just leave a message and he'll get back to us when he's free. His answer may not be the answer we want to hear, but it will always be the best answer for us. 
His answer may not happen immediately, but he will always answer in perfect time. So the challenge is, how do we take what we have read in Psalm 5 and apply it to our lives? That's why I asked Sue to read that second passage from Matthew chapter 5 about being salt and light. God in his plan for this world as part of creating this world has chosen us, has chosen you, has chosen me to be his ambassadors in this world. He's chosen you and he's chosen me to be his face in this world. He's created us in his own image as it says in Genesis. He has chosen you and me, created you and me to be his image on earth. God has chosen us and wants to use us to spread his love, his peace, his light, his gift of grace and mercy in this world. So here's my challenge to you and to myself. As I say most weeks when I, when I, uh, do these reflections. These are as much me talking to myself. In fact, no, no. I believe they are God talking through me to you, but also to me. I heard a great preacher recently, um, I think his name's John Piper. I think I've got that right saying that he never wants to stand and preach his opinions or to talk about his opinions. He wants every word that he speaks to be a word from God. And he is the instrument for that voice to be heard. That's a challenge for me. And I pray that I will hold fast to that. But this is not my opinion, but this is what God wants to say to you and to me. So here is the challenge that I believe God wants us to consider and to apply from this psalm, especially in this season of Christmas. Are we too busy? Are you too busy? Am I too busy? Are we are rushing around too much trying to get ready for next Friday, Christmas Day? Are we too concerned about getting things done that we miss what's in front of us? Are we too busy that we miss being the open arms, the listening ear, the friend who sits beside someone? the camp, the companion that walks beside someone. It's so easy, isn't it, to say, I'll do it in a minute. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I'll do it when I've got more time. I'll do it when my schedule is more free. 
as opposed to saying, I'll do it right now. You and I may be the face of God or the voice of God to the bus driver, to the checkout assistant, to the flight attendant, to the rubbish collector, to the policeman, to the colleague, the friend, the family member, the lodger, the stranger, that prompts them to run to God for refuge. That prompts them to start their journey of a relationship with God. Sobering thought that, isn't it? Don't be too busy to be the face of God. Don't be too busy to be the voice of God. And as I close, I'm going to close with one of my favourite verses that just jumped out at me when I read it not that long ago. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realising.